What up, what up? Welcome to the There's More podcast. This is Hannah Nitz. So glad you're here. Y'all, it's getting real. <laughs> like last week, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to talk about the coronavirus. Um, you know, different states have implemented that you can't leave your home anymore. It's just, it's a new level. All right. So, I'm in Ohio. I happen to be one of those states. So uh, here I sit for the next few weeks. And it just feels like, okay, last week, you know, we addressed it. We talked about it. Like you can still experience the best thing in life, uh, even amidst everything getting canceled. Awesome. Well, I wanted to take it a step further this week and essentially give you um, the pep talk that we all need about the coronavirus. But here's the deal. (laughs) I talk a big game here because I am not adequately equipped to give you such a pep talk. Um, And it's my podcast, so it's like, then what you doing, girl? So um, I have found the perfect person for our pep talk. Imagine that you're playing high school football and you go back to the locker room and you're down, you're losing, and it's not looking good. You're playing against COVID-15. And um, your coach comes in and all of a sudden he like taps the like, I don't know what another football coach is called, the offensive coach. A different important person, okay? Follow me here. And is like, all right, this person's taking over. Um, That's essentially what I'm doing. I am tapping in Coach Laura Veal to give us this pep talk. Um, She is uniquely gifted, prepared, and ready for this talk, y'all. And I'm so pumped that she joined us. Essentially what happened is um, her and I had been messaging back and forth and I knew that I wanted her voice and this powerful truth uh, to be heard on the podcast. So I literally said, Laura, open up your cell phone and just talk to it for 20 minutes (laughs) and I'm going to drop it on the microphone So or on the podcast. So if while you're talking, if while she's talking, you hear like a slight like ruffle noise in the background or like it sounds like she's like in my ear it's because she is she was literally talking (laughs) into her cell phone for this talk so so excited for you guys to hear this um the whole purpose of the there's more podcast is to experience that there is more to our relationship with god and friends this story that laura tells these words that she shares drips with the moreness of God. Uh, Laura is just a woman who I love living life with and learning from, and I know you are going to love learning from her too. So here it is. Buckle up. It's halftime, y'all, and we are getting our pep talk from Coach Laura. Hi, friends. So my name is Laura, and um, Hannah Nitz is my girl. Uh, we let's see, we have known each other for seven years since 2013. I think that's seven years. Um, and in the recent years, we have just been walking through this journey of basically realizing for 20 something years we were missing out on the best parts of God. Uh, I often say we didn't even know what we didn't know. 
So for me, it was about three years ago that things changed. And for her, it was a little over a year ago. And it has just been a wild ride and just so epic to now experience this together. So I am so excited to be here that she's letting me chat with you guys. Um, I think the coolest thing about how God has brought us together in this journey is that we are wired so differently. Like she screams from the mountaintop, uh, like God is so amazing and he's so fun and he's awesome and he's the greatest thing ever, better than anything the world has to offer. And uh, yeah, well, that is so true. I though, being a type A personality, a type one on the Enneagram, I scream like, God is so powerful and so sovereign and in control and glorious. And he's just the greatest thing ever beyond anything or anyone else in this world. So basically it's, it's the same God speaking the same means into two very different daughters about just how great he is, like his unsurmountable greatness, friends. It's transforming, it's life altering, it's just freaking awesome. And I hate that I missed it for 20 something years. And I don't, I don't want you guys to miss it for another day. I don't want anyone to. So, so yeah, uh, here I am. And um, I know Hannah had a recent nod on her podcast to um, the coronavirus. I loved everything that she said. Basically, when everything is shut down and canceled, you still have access to the greatest freaking thing in life, i.e. God. And friends, that is so true. Um, I have just been overwhelmed in this last week, two weeks, with just the nearness of God. Um, So while she gave a nod to the virus, I'm probably just going to dive in deep (laughs) because what God wrecked me with over the past three years is the very thing that's giving me so much life. Um, and just joy and peace right now amidst a monster of uncertainty in the days ahead. So um, I guess like, what is it? What am I even talking about? What has been so life-changing? Honestly, no surprise, it's the same message as Hannah and it is knowing God. Friends, for 20 something years, I thought that I knew God and I thought that my relationship with him was the best it was gonna get. Maybe I thought that I had a chance of a better relationship with him if I like cleaned up my act a little bit. I don't know. I was a good Christian, but like I just thought that this was it. So that I was kind of like stagnant with that thought for so long. Um, but then a few years ago, God just brought me through this season of deep pain and this just ongoing struggle. And I just praise him for it because. Basically, it brought me to a moment, this moment. So one evening, I am a mess of tears on my floor. I am just crying out to God. And out of nowhere, like boom, there he was. So this powerful statement that interrupts all these swirling thoughts in my head, it was like as clear as day. It was, you cannot trust me because you do not know me. I wonder how many of us right now are thinking, Um, I don't know if I can trust God in this mess. Like, honestly, I'm, I'm kind of pissed at him. Am I even allowed to say pissed? I don't know. But like how many of us have gone down that rabbit hole or hello, is anybody up there that could maybe come down and fix the mess that's happening down here? Do you, do you see what's happening? Could his message be the same to you as it was for me back in 2017? You cannot trust me 
because you do not know me. So I'm going to skip a bunch of details and just get to my point. Friends, men, women, believers, non-believers, those who are coronavirus frantic and those who are coronavirus oblivious, it doesn't matter. We need to know God. Not just know about God, know God. Okay, so let me uh, kind of sidetrack for a second. Right now I'm reading through the book of Isaiah, or I'm sorry, Hosea, and it is rocking my world because the story of Israel is the story of us today. And that's, you know, the prophet of Hosea is speaking to the nation of Israel. So basically in this book, the prophet Hosea, um, God comes to him with, with a charge against his chosen people, which is the nation of Israel. Um, and the nation of Israel worships God, but they don't know him deeply enough to fully submit and trust their lives to him. So through this prophet, God says, there is no faithfulness, no love, no knowledge of God in this land. My people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. Then in the next chapter, he says that the people have a spirit of prostitution in their heart and they do not know the Lord. A spirit of prostitution means that they love God and they love other things just as much as they love God. They are not fully consumed and desiring him. And why is that? It's because they don't know him. He said it in the previous chapter, they are destroyed from lack of knowledge. Y'all, Knowing God matters like a whole freaking lot. It mattered for Israel. It matters for us. us, and, and most importantly, it matters to God. So he wants to be known. He gave us his word, the Bible, so that we could know him. And if you aren't tracking with that, um, stop this episode and go listen to a previous one um, from the There's More podcast. The episode is called, I Changed How I Read the Bible. Um, Hannah is the one doing that. And basically, friends, God knows that knowing him is the best thing we could ever experience. He created us for that purpose. From Genesis 1 to the end of the book of Revelation, that's the last book of the Bible, God makes it very clear that one, we were created for his glory, and two, we were created to be in relationship with him. He wanted us from the beginning and he wants us to know him now and forever intimately. And I'm just so, I'm so jazzed about this because it just, it changed everything in my life. So, okay. Um, Hannah shared in the previous episode, um, the verse John 17, three. Now this is eternal life that they know you the only true God and the Christ whom you have sent. And she made the epic point that Christian authors don't give eternal life. Christian podcasts don't give eternal life. Eternal life is from God through Jesus and it starts with knowing him. Eternal life is this vigorous, abundant union with God that never ends. And it is promised to us today in this life, in the midst of the coronavirus, in our social distancing, in our self-quarantine. And, and just like Hannah said, we have access to the best thing, access to our creator, growing in the intimate knowledge of him day in and day out. Here's the detour I'm gonna take now. Knowing God takes away our fears, plain and simple. 
Because knowing God forces us to realize how in control He is and how completely out of control we are. It forces us to submit our hold on this world and nothing like a pandemic to bring laser focus to that submission, right? Knowing God, it's not about this cognitive knowledge. It's about a committed desire and pursuit of Him in which He then reveals Himself in life-altering ways. It's not, it's not hypothetical. It's real. Proverbs 2, yes, Proverbs 2, 3 through 7. It says, um, actually, I don't know if it goes to verse 7. Proverbs 2, starting in verse 3, says, Indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as if for silver and search for it as if for a hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God for the Lord gives wisdom. He wants our lives to be transformed by knowing him, guys. When we work through and come to a place of profound trust in his love and his care for us, then our view of this world is completely transformed. When we realize that the control is and has always been his, then the lens for our lives is powerfully altered and our fear is released to his sovereignty. And I don't know about you, but I need that right now. I need that every minute of every day right now. How many of us need that right now? That perspective in which we actually believe we can trust him with this chaos. We can actually have peace in the unknown because he is so powerful. He is so in control. He is so perfect. He is so loving. Those things are available to us. I think the one hang up is, is people think knowing God um, is the same as, as knowing about God. They think, I know this was me for so long that like, if I knew what my pastor said, if I, if I knew what these authors said, if I knew what my friends said, then that, that was how I could know God. But, but knowing what someone else knows about God does not free me from the cycles of fear and control. It doesn't, it doesn't free any of us from that. We need to be pursuing him on our own. In my case, this realization started amidst the desperation of crisis uh, in my own life back in 2015. And so the reality is like, here we are, uh, likely found in desperate crisis in 2020. So let me tell you, now is as good, of, of, as, good as time as ever to begin pursuing him. Now we are faced with legitimate fear and realities about control or, or lack thereof. And, and here's the other tr- twist. We, we don't have our church. We don't have our community groups. We don't have any of that to be our source of, for God right now. So for the first time in maybe our entire lives, we have one option. Get alone with God and let it change everything. So, so what does it look like? What am I even talking about? Well, for me, and honestly, for all of us, it starts with getting in his word with no agenda, no agenda except to be with God and let him reveal who he is. 
So here's what happened when when I took that plunge. Um, this is the difference that I noticed. Um, the reason that my life was changed by knowing him and not just knowing about him. Um, actually, c- consider this. Okay, so if you looked at your husband, your wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, best friend, mom, whomever, I'm going to use my spouse for this example. His name's Cody. He's super hot. Um, if I looked at him and I said, do you love me? Or can I trust you? When he responds, yes, of course I love you. Or yes, of course you can trust me. Then I walk away and I'm like, okay, great. Awesome. Thanks. But if out of nowhere, as I am just spending time with him, if Cody suddenly grabs my hand and draws me in and says, babe, you can trust me always. Or Laura, I love you so much. Woo. Okay. Like that penetrates my soul. That sticks with me. That means something. I'm not going to forget that. That was unexpected, genuine, believable, and life-changing, relationship-changing. And that, my friends, is exactly what happens when we study God's word with no other agenda except to be with him and let him reveal who he is. His glory, his love, his power, his control, his authority, his trustworthiness, his holiness, his perfection. It will suddenly grab our attention as if it is screaming, as if he is the one screaming it from the pages. And it's because he is. And the surprise of that moment will mean something. It will penetrate our souls. It will stick with us. It will transform our relationship. So for example, currently I'm studying Genesis and um, in the midst of Genesis, I should have looked this up. It's like Genesis 12 or 13. It's a story about Abram who later becomes Abraham um, and and I'm reading it and it's a lot of details and you could easily just kind of skim through it. I'm sure I skimmed it a thousand times in my life. But as I approach it now and I just keep saying like, God, just I just need you to keep telling me who you are. I'm reading it and God unexpectedly grabs my attention and he draws me in through the story of his provision despite Abram's lack of faith. God suddenly is shouting to me, Laura, you can always trust me. Nothing will stop my plan for you. I have chosen you and I love you. And I am just wrecked by it. Like this, this, this story in Genesis that I'm sure I've skimmed over a thousand times, but in my recent studying of the word, when I, my, my mind has just completely transformed how, how I approach it, and he just, he just comes face to face with me and says, hey, are you paying attention? Do you know that you can trust me? I'm saying that right here through this story. I'm talking to you, Laura. And I'm like, okay, God, yes, noted. That, my friends, is a different experience than opening my Bible and, and going, God, can I trust you? God, do you love me? And then cherry picking my way through the Psalms, trying to find enough verses to make me believe it. Do you see what I'm saying? We need more of that right now, don't we? That, that soul penetrated, life changed knowledge and belief about God, right? We got to get alone with God. 
as often as we can. We've got nowhere to be. We've got to get alone with him day in and day out, asking him to reveal who he is. How loving and trustworthy and sovereign and perfect and in control he is. And he wants us to know this. Friends, when we know God, we will desire him above everything else. When we know God, who we are comes into crystal clear perspective. When we know God, our hope is shifted away from what the world offers to what God offers because his greatness and his glory is undeniable. When we know God, our life is never the same and I don't want you to miss it. So during this coronavirus chaos, uh, the, through a bunch of cross-references, I ended up in 2 Samuel. And uh, 2 Samuel 22 has been taped to my mirror. This God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord proves true. He is a shield for all who take refuge in him. First off, I shared this with some of my dear friends. Um, and I said, notice what the verse says. He is a shield for all who take refuge in him. Guys, I don't know about you, but I, I journaled about this. I said, God, you're not going around sprinkling fairy dust on anyone who says they're a Christian. When the world is falling apart, who are we, who are we relying on? Who are we focused on? Who are we taking refuge in? If it's ourselves, good luck, because spoiler, we have no control. If it's God, then God, I believe, I know you have a beautiful promise awaiting us. You are a shield. And you know what I think that shield is? Or maybe I should start with what I, what I don't think the shield is. The shield is not a promise of physical protection. That's not guaranteed. And the reason, the reason that it's not a promise for that is because God knows what awaits us beyond this world. He knows that the very best thing, eternity with him, knowing him fully, living in his presence in heaven is the very best thing that our souls long for. He gets it. We don't. So he's not promising to keep us here on earth as long as we desire because that pales in comparison to the full reality of what he has for us. So what he does promise is that despite our circumstances, we can have peace beyond understanding through him. He has strength to carry us through this trouble with joy and calm. And when peace or joy feels impossible in the moment, he promises that if we take refuge in him, it will return. Friends, I am living that right now. Every single day. In the midst of the coronavirus, I'm living that. And I'm not just saying this as I sit at home and self-quarantine and I'm waiting to leave the house, you know, just for a grocery pickup. No, I'm saying this as my finances are being strained by, by massive pay cut. And I'm saying this as that, that, you know, 
job that comes with a pay cut also comes with an incredibly high risk as I go into the line of fire working in a hospital caring for these patients. And it's only going to get crazier. I can't even imagine the conditions ahead. Friends, I say that with three small children at home, one being an infant, and I say that with two brothers and a husband who also work in hospitals taking care of these infected patients, but in God and only from God, I am overwhelmed, not with fear, but with peace because that shield, that shield began surrounding me as I desired to know God three years ago. And in that desire, like, like that Proverbs 2 verse says, I searched for understanding like silver or a hidden treasure and he revealed himself. And as he revealed himself in those moments where, where he unexpectedly grabbed my attention and made sure I knew who he was and how much he loved me, he changed my life forever. And as he changed my life forever, he shifted my perspective forever. Suddenly, more than this world, he made me desire him above it all. A concept that I, I'd always thought was hypothetical or cliche, but it's not. And as he shifted my perspective, the grip on my life loosened. And then coronavirus happened. And all of that has had to be wrestled with head on. I've had to ask him, am I really fully grasping him and his promise of eternal life with him now and forever? Or am I still holding on to the good things of this world? I'm still human. So none of this looks perfect for me because I am not perfect. But I'm so thankful that despite my clunky humanity, when I have moments of distrust or days spent frantically self-relying, his spirit chases me down and brings me back to my knees, begging him to increase my desire for him over my desire for anything else. Heck, even my own life. Because I know him. So he continues to meet me in that space and he overwhelms me with love or peace or both. And then I move forward in joy and I don't deserve this. But his love for me, his love for us is that amazing. It's that real. What if, what if the church at large, each and every one of us woke up to the truth that our life is but a fleeting shadow a mist, a vapor. We read that in his word. It declares that. And guess what? God gets it 100%. He knows. He knows what we were created for. And he knows how fulfilled and unfathomably amazing our existence will be with him forever in heaven. He gets it and we do not. What if we use the reality that coronavirus smacks us in the face with daily that we have no control, that our lives are finite and for a reason. And what if every time we are smacked with that reality, we beg God to transform us so that we would start to grasp what he knows. That as a church, we would start to grasp the perspective for our lives that gives us freedom and joy and peace beyond understanding. A perspective that without God is impossible, but with God is everything. What if our hearts and minds downloaded the truth for real. It would be a game changer, not just for our lives, but for the kingdom 
What if, my friends? Guys, now is as good of time as ever to dive in. Go know God. Remember, Jeremiah 29, 13 says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. That is true. As everything in our world is changing, stop at nothing to go know the one who is unchanging. When life feels like it's spinning out of control, go know the one who is in control. Perfect control, my friends, and he is good. And he is not surprised by the coronavirus. He wants to love us through this. He wants to grow us through this. He wants us to know that we can trust him and experience the freedom of surrendering fear and control during the scariest thing our generations have ever faced. James 1 talks about being double-minded in our belief and our trust about God and, and therefore being blown and tossed by the wind. Pursuing God, desiring God, knowing God steadies that storm. From blown and tossed to calm and peace despite circumstances. I want you all to experience that day in and day out through our current storm. God wants us to experience joy and peace beyond understanding now and always. And it's real and it awaits us and it begins with knowing God. Yes, 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 yes. That is what I'm talking about. Woo, did y'all catch the vibe on that one? Oh man, I am so glad that Coach Laura was able to come in and just help set us right with the coronavirus. And friends, I know I'm laughing and being lighthearted about it, but I also know this is heavy stuff. Like this is, it's a real time with real questions and pain and struggle. Man, and I hope you could hear that in Laura's voice. Like she's literally working in the hospital as is a lot of her family and her husband. And like, she's still pursuing and knowing and declaring this truth. And guys, what a great challenge there at the end of like, this is the time. Now is the time. You're at home. Life feels different and you have a lot of questions. Friend, there's more. Push into the more. Ask God for the more. Ask him to fill you with a desire, a wanting of the more. Woo, come on, people. All right, so... Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Man, so glad you were here. Would love to hear any thoughts you have, uh, any questions you have about the moreness, about seeking more of God. Head over to hannahnitz.com. You can contact myself or Laura Veal there. You can send a message. There's a little button on the top that says, say hello. We'd love to hear from you. Um, or email back and forth with you to help you process this. That's why we do this. Uh, Friends, as always, this podcast is here to remind you, to encourage you, to challenge you and push in that there is more.